Do you interrupt family dinners by asking the question, what's better, Batman or Diet Coke? Then crack open a soda pop, get settled in, and find out where this podcast is going, because this is the show for you. I'm Mark Ives. I'm Cody Hansen. And I'm Zach Walker. And you're listening to Apples, Apples to Orangutans. We're in the thick of it. We're good, Grace. We're Everyone? in the thick of it. We're good. Okay. So you want me to do the welcome? Should we get started? Okay. Let's get started. Okay. And I'm not going to introduce myself because that just happened. Mm. Or, the na- or the name of the podcast. Um, she's gonna say, "Hey, welcome back." Yeah, yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, we can just start. Okay, casually. Uh, welcome back, you guys, What's going and on? you, the viewer at home, and of course, Grace Stewart, our producer off camera. <laughs> Most importantly, um, Zach, I, I thought we'd start uh, with a question for you. Um, have you heard of this thing called March Madness? I have. I like March Madness. You've heard of it. I do. Uh, yeah, I have. It's just, I'm sort of a... I'm, I'm sorry for not answering I'm sort exactly. Of a, the thing is, I'm sort of like a basketball fan. Okay. And so I don't know <laughs> what like everyone else knows about basketball. Sure. You're so much of a fan that you have no awareness yeah, yeah. of I've others. I've never watched it. I'd have never watched, but I've heard of it. Yeah. And, um, okay. So there's this thing they use in March Madness. Um, they do sort of like a head-to-head... Yeah matchup system yeah, a tournament and, and the winner of the match goes on yeah to play the winner of a different match yeah the basis of this and podcast it, and that it we narrows developed it down together to one the best team yeah the best team wins yeah often they win yes um, i told you i watch march madness and so zach like, reg all every year the bracket style tournament system <laughs> determines who the best team is. Yeah. And we took that format that yes. was invented by March yeah. Madness. Why are you explaining this to me? And we applied it to everything. Okay. It could be like a cup of water or like a glass <laughs> so, of milk. You're so excited okay. about the two liquids. Also, that's not a <laughs> good example. Like, it could be like a Kool-Aid or a soda pop. Get away from liquids. <laughs> okay. And we compare we, them. No. And we determine what the best thing is yeah, out of anything. Yeah, you're, out of anything. Okay. Name. And it could be name, juice. No. Stop. It could be monster energy. <laughs> name, name something that's not a liquid. I just want to see if you can. Not even for the podcast. Just say something <laughs> that's not a liquid. Mercury. It's still a liquid. It's still a liquid. Yeah, but it it's is. A, it's not a beverage. It's, it's close. It's yeah. close to it's not close. a liquid. Ice. Good. I was Cody. not ready for that intro yeah. at all. So that's what we're doing here today. Yeah. We're, we're com- comparing, comparing things that things. can't usually be compared. So Mark's explanation was bad. March- we're well, not going to be... Re- put Mark's explanation on the bracket. Yeah, we'll we will. We will. We have we a list will. of 95 things, and we're going to use a random number generator to, to figure out what we're going to compare. Yeah. Should I just... Let's I mean, get into it before, before Let's get names we're, 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 we're really good at this it. now. Yeah. All right. One through 95 options. We re- eliminated the ones from the last show. The first roll of the dice is number 38. Number 38? And that that's great. Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. Diet Coke versus 
Batman. Oh, God. I can't believe you pumped Diet Coke as number one. That's so awesome. Well, we have a front runner for the top 10 pretty early, folks. Well, All right. Two actually great things. Diet Coke, Coke and, and Batman. Batman yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. and so are we we get straight into the first one. We're just gonna right compare away. the first two right away and we'll choose what is better between these two things. Yeah. Okay. I don't like oh. Diet Coke. That's so funny because um I hate Diet Coke. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank Very you. good. Um Diet Coke, I am a bit of a baby boy, as in I uh, because I don't drink any caffeine whatsoever. So I don't have a lot of Coke or soda knowledge other than like mug root beer. Yeah. Um, but is that your favorite root beer? Um, my favorite root beer. No, my favorite root beer is probably I like like nineteen nineteen is good in the glass yeah. bottle. NW, NW, NW solid. Of the main line brands, I'm a Barks guy. I love a Barks root beer. Barks is caffeinated. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's kind. Of, I think why I like it gives it. you a little zip. Yeah. Ah, because I don't drink like coffee, so mm-hmm. if I need energy. Uh, you it's like Killabrew. later in the day. That's the best Killabrew's one. probably the a best. Li- yeah, a little uh, Twins, little yeah, twins game. Or the, yeah. or the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Killabrew has a like a hint of cream, yeah. I feel, whenever it I is. drink it's it. It's a little yeah. thicker. That being it's said, not- <laughs> uh, it's a solid. Oddly, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, root beer isn't on the bracket. Yeah. It's not. Well, it, unfortunately, Diet it's Coke, Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. I've yeah. tried regular Coke. It's awesome. I love the taste of cola. Coke or Pepsi? Let me. I like how you said you tried regular Coke. Um, like it's this fun exotic <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Ah, you know, I've had a sip before. I dipped my toe in. Yeah. Um, it's the taste of cola is amazing. I'm yeah. just not a soda guy, so I don't drink it hardly ever. Uh, I taste it. My one of my best friends, his name is Will. Shout out Will. Um, designed a bunch of stuff for this podcast. Super fun. Epic. He loves Diet Coke and smashes them every day <laughs> and i tried some of his and it just wasn't that good Maybe it had a his. weird like sweet like lightly sweet flavor i don't know i didn't like it diet coke shocking the bad i don't i don't like uh, coke or pepsi um so this is a fun fact um there are tons of um psychological studies that show in a, in a blindfolded test you are not able to distinguish the two hmm. and this is a test i ran when I was in Fairbanks, Alaska, uh, we had like students coming through and we had them do a blindfolded Coke or Pepsi wow. test. And we could never get a, stig- a statistically significant amount of them to get it right a statistically significant amount of the time. Yeah. So like I almost no that. one was able to do it. And mm. when they did, like if you continued with it, they couldn't get it later. It's all about who has better marketing at the end it of the is. day. But they it both is. have like, I feel like, I don't know about the Pepsi army. Diet Coke has an army of people. Like most of the people at my office are on the Diet Coke army. Like Coke or Pepsi, if they're asked, like if they don't have Coke, no. Well, I I definitely think, because I I definitely think the taste of diet versus not diet is way bigger than the difference between Coke and Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Diet Coke, I I do not like it. Yeah. Cody, what do you think about Diet Coke? I think Batman's badass. Yeah, yeah. Batman is awesome. He's a high tier thing I, I that just, could be on. I the think list solely because sure. of that, whatever opinion I have related to yeah. Diet Coke is insignificant. And I've never really chosen to drink Diet Coke, mm-hmm. but you, you know? have chosen to to, to observe to wear Batman. a Batman suit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Batman is is very good. Also, diet soda in general is bad. 
bad for you. Just drink regular sugar because yeah, Diet Coke I'm has like weird chemicals in it. Right. Um, not it. Batman, great. The new Batman movie is going to be it looks amazing. Great. It looks Matt great. Reeves, director of the new Planet of the Apes trilogy, my favorite oh my trilogy gosh. of all time. Great films. Um, it's going to be great. Some of the best villains of all time are in the Batman universe. Yeah. yeah. True. And they pump Do you out have a so favorite much Batman villain? I haven't explored the Batman universe enough um, to decide. Mm. I love Joker. Joker's great. Uh, I feel like yeah. I might like um, the Riddler. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he, he would be cool. Uh, oh, and I'm interested in Scarecrow. Mine? Yeah, what's yours? Thanks for asking. Mine's Clayface because he can turn into a liquid. You <laughs> love liquids. I've never heard of Clayface. Uh, he's Neither a man I. made of clay. Oh. And so he can transform himself to look his like his whole body's made of clay. His whole body's made of clay and Why? he can transform himself to look like different people. They never explain how he can change his color to like perfectly resemble a human when you're made of clay. Um but more important than that, he can turn into a liquid. <laughs> what? I love that. Is there That's a plane a going yeah, over or a helicopter? <laughs> Someone's mowing yeah. their lawn. Yeah. Um, the, t- the tank cave is being invaded. <laughs> it is. Uh so we can um, we can all vote yeah. unanimously for Batman yeah. over yeah. the Batman. joke that is. I've Diet never Coke. chosen to drink Diet Coke. No. Yeah. I never will. It and it removes rust. That's the only good thing. <laughs> and I don't think that's <laughs> good for your body. Yeah. You ever see those? You ever see that? That can't be good they for your body. They pour like <laughs> Coke on the back of like a truck and they like grab a sandpaper and just remove all of the rust yeah, off of it. That's, that's, that's not Mentos, it. you know, like just a random mint candy and like a Coke explode. and you shake it and Boom. explode. Because it's basically 80% C4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mentos is a bomb. Uh, all right. That one was easy. Okay. Yeah. So Batman moves on. Yeah. It was a blowout of a round. The mm-hmm. next one, the next one is 82, a robust welfare state. Okay. <laughs> Good. That's great to have. Versus becoming too old to go trick or treating. Interesting. Both terribly depressing things. Uh, I th- explain I a robust welfare state. What is actually explain that. Welfare that state is um, uh, a government that is capable of uh, providing a social safety oh. net uh, to its citizens in the form of like health care and food stamps and and. Even education okay. can be seen as part of the welfare. That seems point. unbeatable. <laughs> that seems really good. Yeah. Well, I would. Well, Zach, you have to consider there is an entire uh, faction of um, the American political system that uh, is completely uh, geared towards dismantling the welfare state. Oh, so to a lot of people, it's <laughs> their true. least favorite thing. Yes, you know, I love it. I think it would be a great change. Uh have you heard of this guy called Elon Musk? I have. He works harder than all he of us. He works harder <laughs> than all of us. And don't you think he harder. deserves, you know, just to be a little comfortable yeah. for the hours he puts in at the yeah. lab. And yeah, he needs that comfort. Yeah. And you would make him a, a pauper by trying to fund the welfare I would. state. He, I would would. Be a, he would be a homeless man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> if exactly. we were to tax him at a... He only has... Like what is it? Like two hundred forty billion yeah. right now is where he's at. Yeah. Is he? He's number one. That's right? something I want to. He's saving up. Yeah, he's saving up. Yeah, he's saving up. He's yeah. saving up for a rainy day. And don't we all do that? <laughs> yeah, Cody, have yeah, you ever I've, saved up for a rainy day? Yeah, I've saved my two hundred forty billion. When you got to bring your dog to the vet, right? When you have to stock up on groceries because the roads are going to be a little slick. Yeah, and the you winter know, when we, your heat goes up. Yeah, if Elon has to pay a little bit more, he's not going to be able to survive. Frankly. And if he doesn't do well, I don't do well. 
Uh, when I was looking up how much money does Elon Musk have, all of like the top um, searchable things were how much does he make a minute and a second, no. and somebody has recorded that he makes two hundred and eleven dollars every second. See, and that's why we can't send our kids to <laughs> that's school. That's crazy, yeah, uh, because we need him to be making two hundred eleven dollars yeah, a second. He works harder than all of us. Yeah. Um, let's talk about trick or treating. Yeah, and when are you too old to go trick or treating? That's a great question. I wish there wasn't variable. an age. Yeah. I wish there wasn't a cutoff. Is there an adult version of trick-or-treating? I there? mean, just going, to, going to parties. <laughs> yeah. Because free food is provided there. It's sort of like going to but a you're door. Not, I guess, yeah. It's you like still miniature weenies at the party. Mm-hmm. Did you guys dress up this year for Halloween? Uh, yes, I did. I did not. I dressed up as a minion <laughs> from Despicable Me. Is that true? I did. I think I I, my girlfriend that. Mary dressed up as Gru. Oh. That's sick. I was... That's awesome. uh, I was I was Kevin or Stuart. No, wrong. I was um, Bob or Stuart. Kevin has one eye. He does. Ah. And my hat had... I'm not a minion guy. Two eyes. You're not a minion guy no. at all. Yeah, or really despicable me. It's general. what I live for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have... I put. We have minions on here a few times, I think. <laughs> so we're going to have some trouble. But trick-or-treating... Three times. Trick-or-treating, one, when I was younger, it was one of the best things ever. Uh, my parents would always drive behind me and my friends in Baldwin, Wisconsin, which is not right. a dangerous it's a town. Dangerous area. Um, but when we we would go and they would just like drive, and it was a great time. We'd go to like little the one haunted house in our neighborhood, get some canned. It was great. And when I tu- when I uh, turned too old, it was never like a cutoff of oh I'm 14 I can't do it. I think it was kind of just a gradual like my friends kind of fell out of it. So it was more of like a peer pressure thing of like, mm. oh, I guess, I guess I won't go this year. And maybe it was yeah. the first year that like one of my friends like had a Halloween party or something. So we just like went and watched Casper and ate snacks. And I'm like, this sounds better. So you don't have a solid memory of like the first Mm-mm. year you stopped. No, I do not. Because I, I wrote this. I, I so I wrote this one, uh, and and I wrote it because um, I have a distinct memory. Of the first year I, I didn't go trick or treating, um, you know, my parents asked me like, "Oh, are you gonna go trick or treating this year?" And I was just like, "I guess not." And and I think I I don't know my age exactly. I was probably in like later elementary, like f- fifth or fourth grade. Well, yeah. um, I went trick or treating like probably late middle school. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I did, I, 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 was, like, I remember old. quitting early and um. And I remember being like, I, I guess that's a thing kids do. And, and I didn't do it. And mm-hmm. then um, we just, we went to Green Mill that night. Oh! And Green Mill, Green Mill's great. But I just remember, because I, I quit when I was in a sort of a zone of like, you know, uh, too old to trick or treat. And I, I probably wasn't at the time. But in my mind, I was like, I'm too old to trick or treat, but I'm too young to go to like a Halloween party. Mm. And so, so just I had dinner. And that's where Green, Green Mill comes and in. And so I just yeah. went to dinner with my parents. And I was like, oh, is this my future? This just this yeah. isn't fun. This yeah. ruined the holiday. Um, and this might be a microcosm of this. Um, yeah, there's this is a, deep. a subsection of this is I remember like, the first year I didn't go trick or treating. I got to the end of the year and I was like, Oh, I didn't watch any. Um, and maybe it was even later on, but I realized there was a year when I was like, I didn't watch any of the Halloween programming on television mm, yeah. because they used to run for the month of October, every single show 
was they would either be showing the movie Halloween Town, a great, or, yeah, or, so good, or Twitches, yeah, or it would be like a Halloween yeah. episode of a cartoon, mm-hmm. and you get these fun Halloween ads, and I really enjoyed that as a young child. And then Charlie I got, Brown and the Great Pumpkin, Charlie even? Brown and the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. That's and a they classic. got to the end, and I was like, that I didn't see it. Big, it's like yeah, big pumpkin. Um, yeah. So you quit early. I did. Yeah, I did quit early. So mm. if you were to pick between and you. Wow. This it was sad, a great it was a tectonic really shift in your life. I'm just gonna... It was because I love uh, Halloween might be my favorite holiday. Really? I think um you know there's a lot of people who are like Christmas people, they love Christmas. Yeah. I think I think uh spooky things um I think spooky things is fun and like being scared is fun and it's not something we really get to practice a ton. Uh I think candy is tastes good. I think getting to dress up is fun. <laughs> candy does. I, I think good, there's just yeah. a lot of fun elements to yeah. it. Um, the spooky things, the spooky experiences are my favorite. I love going to like haunted trails. Yeah, super. I hate that stuff. Really, that stuff uh, is so fun. So not for me. I'm not into like. I hate being spooked. Like walking at around all. and someone coming up behind me oh, and just going. Ah! Yeah. You know, That's so fun, especially like you're with your friends. You're all jacked up. <laughs> Yeah, and you're That's getting just, scared. Just is not. No. You're on diet coke. You've, yeah, you've pounded eight cans. Um, I feel like maybe for some people who like as kids hated trick or treating, and their friends would be like, "Why aren't you coming?" Did people hate trick or treating? Yeah, I feel like there's some people that didn't it's like cool. it. I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine hating trick. I don't it know. Was so, fun. so maybe for those people, they'll be mad. But I don't what see was your why. Favorite Halloween costume you've ever dressed as? My favorite Halloween life? costume I've ever dressed as. Um, Think back. I was a werewolf once. Okay. In real life. Uh, yeah. As a costume yeah. in elementary school. And we did a parade where we, every elementary schooler walked around the whole school and everybody's parents came and took pictures. Right. It was really fun. Right. Um, and I wore this uh, like really intense werewolf costume that my parents got me. It had like a, um, like this rubber face it's with a Chewbacca like, face. <laughs> it was like r- realistic and scary and like these sharp teeth and these gloves with claws. Insanely hot. I was sweating <laughs> so much under there. I but, can't breathe. Yeah, I can't the breathe. Chin the, so, the chin kills. <laughs> kills. Um, but uh, I remember that being pretty epic. What about you guys? Uh, Spider Man. Epic. For sure, not Batman, and, and and I had like these extra pads and stuff, and so, so it made you I just like ripped. tackled everybody all day yeah. long. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> felt like <laughs> just none of the pain. In uh, our elementary school, they're like for Halloween, they did this like really cool event where they put like, um, like big like blow up houses, like balloon houses and stuff, and they're like I got to run through that in my like Spider Man costume. Oh man, you must have it fallen was like they had the like freaking world yeah. those race ones, you know, where there's like. Uh, a person on each side. Oh, I remember those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was dressed as Spider Man through that. Wow. So like, felt like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, was I was that. You know. Sto- do you have a similar experience? <laughs> yeah. feeling like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I really do. Um, the when I I was in a the second to last time I was in a uh, bouncy castle. I ra- was racing Mark after a volleyball Wait, game. What? Um, yes, this was after uh, was Mark's sophomore girlfriend. Year of college. Yep, sophomore year of college. Okay. Mark's girlfriend Riley had just won a big, like, um, volleyball big game. volleyball game against our rivals, and nice. we were going to go out to Flameburger. And Mark and I were walking back to our our dorm, and we saw one of those big blow up it was homecoming. Yeah, homecoming. Yeah. One oh. of those big blow up inflatable obstacle courses. Yeah, and we're like, we got to do it's that. Epic. And they were about to close, so oh. we ran up and we're like, can we do this? And you're like, yeah, yeah, go. Take our shoes off, and we're both like gunning for each other. I needed to beat Mark. I needed to. He needed yeah. to beat me. 
and we went for it and there was a went through some inflatable obstacles and there was one that were three horizontal inflatable bars <laughs> over each other in a triangle pattern and i knew mark was going to wuss out and go through them but i knew that i could be assassin's creed and go over them so i go over them and my shoulder pops out of its socket <laughs> has never happened before uh it was my left shoulder i had broken that arm twice but nothing has ever happened with the shoulder arm Shoulder pops out of its socket, horrible pain. I flip over onto the ground and go, ow, 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 ow. And Mark's like, are you okay? Are you hurt? I was hurt, went out of the inflatable obstacle course, called an ambulance. An ambulance picked me up, took way too long to give pain medication. It was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Ended up tearing ligaments in my um, shoulder, had surgery, was in a sling for uh, like six God. months yeah. and uh, yeah it was uh, it was horrible how do I not I think it cost that. my I parents led... like seven thousand dollars or something yeah. well I it's interesting you bring that up because to go back to the bracket you know what could have saved them seven thousand dollars <laughs> a robust, robust welfare, welfare state. state and that's what we're going yeah. with right guys so I think we have to send it forward <laughs> amazing I had no idea that that was a story yeah. between you two when yes. I brought that up and then a year later on the day yeah. we raced again and I smoked him I let him <laughs> of course win. you win <laughs> I, want, I want this to be known I mean what am I going to do push this guy to his limits I mean, last time he lost an arm What? this time he's, he's going to lose his soul he's, to the, to he's going to the shadow he's going to break my You're neck alright I'm going to generate the next number 32 sand no the World Series of Poker. Ooh. And a good event? one. I've did, never watched. Did I write this one? I did. You did. Okay, yes. good. Right at the threshold of the ones that each other We've wrote. never gotten one of yours. I know. Good. We, good. <laughs> 82 again. 82. Um, we already did that one, watching, I think. Oh, yeah. That was the robust welfare state. Yeah. Good. Good. Oh, 64. Okay. This one is interspecies animal friendships. Okay. Those yeah. are very fun. This is a... This is a this is a heater. All right, what do we know about poker? <laughs> a lot. I played poker for the first time, really. Uh, I, I played like a hand or two previously. I, I played poker for the first time, really, this summer um, with uh, high schoolers who were going nice. through the mission program hmm. in Fairbanks, Alaska, um, and I absolutely smoked them. I won. There were like seven of us at the table, and I won like fifty percent of the hands, a billion wow. dollars. Were you? We were using candy as chips. Okay, that's I, super fun. And I was just, I had a pile. Yeah, you know. Were you playing um, just Texas Hold'em? Were you playing Dealer's Choice? What games uh, were you? I playing? believe it was Texas. Hold'em. Just Texas yeah, Hold'em, straight up. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I grew up playing poker. My dad oh, taught did. me. I, yes, my dad taught me from a very young age, and he'd always joke that I could. Uh, this is so I could hustle people in college. Right. Um, but it was a big part of my family. Did. We played it like every family event, after dinner, every holiday, every year at deer camp. We'd play. Um, so I've played many, many, many hands of poker. Um, have always, you ever watched the World Series? Of I poker have. Though? I have. And it was. Okay. It's always during like nights where i would stay up later than i usually did and my dad was still up and we would just like flip through the channels and it would be on and it's like very mindless tv that is just like yeah. the same thing happening it's just math happening yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like and it's oddly entertaining it's oddly right, soothing it's like the same thing happening with like small variations and you're just sitting there and you're watching it happen you're watching like people accumulate chips and they only do texas hold'em 
So there's no variation in the games. Yeah. So it should be the most boring thing ever. But I think in my heart, it means a lot because I just it reminds me of like times hanging out with my dad and just chilling out, not thinking about anything else. Also, whenever my dad and I go to the Boundary Waters, we stay at the same hotel. And usually the World Series of Poker is on the night before we portage in um, and we watch that. So it's just chill. It's a very chill time. Yeah. yeah, that's what I have to say about uh, WS. I've seen it on TV. Yeah, I've seen it on TV. My dad watches it semi frequently. Okay, but I I have never stayed to watch it for more than twenty minutes. I'd be dad. interested to talk to somebody who's like do really they, into it. Like, do they play with real money oh, in the yeah. World Series poker? Like that is they are gambling. Well, they so the world how the World money. Series of Poker works is they all pay a big entry fee. And then there's a ton of tables, ton, a ton of tables. And they play a bunch of rounds. Really? Okay. They play and with the, their own money. Yeah. Well, they don't, oh. they're not playing with their own money, yeah. but they will. But they pay a big entry. They fee. pay so a big entry fee. Okay. That's interesting. Cause that's like the, I mean, that's like the only sport that that would happen. Right. Like at a, you know, at a, at a smash tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not paying a ridiculous fee. Right. Yeah. To well, get it's, in. Yeah, in it's any the, sport, you are paying like some sort of like operational thing. Yeah. And like the if you win the World Series of Poker, you get like $5 million. I guess it's just the wow. idea that if you lose like early on in the tournament, like the idea yeah. that you're like out a significant right, amount right, of right, money true, to true. me is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm true. not sure exactly how much they put in, um, but I, I think you can probably get in at like different levels or something. But it's um, it's kind of like Survivor where it's not just the winner that gets a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like the if you get 10th place, right. you'll still get like a hundred thousand dollars or yeah. something. Um, but you play, there's a ton of different tables. The winners of each little table goes on to the next round of tables, kind of in a little tournament style. And then at the end, the one they usually air is the World Series of Poker final table. And it's like the best poker players in the yeah. nation. And they're all going at each other. And they go until you're only out when you lose all your money. And they all look cool. They, they all, all do like look sun, cool. They got like sunglasses, yeah, got sunglasses and hats on and yeah. coats. Like it's they look pretty, like they yeah. won. Poker. It is a very cool, chill sport. Yeah. Like yeah. I like to hang out and with those guys. My personal hero, Boston Rob, plays poker. Really? So yeah. Professionally? So that's huge. He did for a bit. Or like big time? Mm-hmm. He did for a bit. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm I'm fond of it. Um the other, it's going up against interspecies animal relationships, right? Yeah, yeah that's friendships. friendships. That's a good one, which is positive. Cody, do what you, do you have a guys think? Yeah, uh, interspecies animal friendship. That is. <laughs> I mean, it's a common. I've had cats and dogs in my house simultaneously. Yeah. So that, I mean, really, that's the only thing that like I think about. But when I've seen cute photos online, yeah. of like other of like a animals. walrus and a tick. <laughs> that's a huge friendship. Yeah, yeah. that's very helpful. Yeah. What is there's a name for that? Uh, a parasitic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sorry. It's a walrus and like a thousand ticks. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Because um, like, uh, I don't know if this is like hugely famous, but I remember growing up, there's a children's book about um, a tortoise and a hippo that, that were French friends in a zoo. The, yeah. the, the hippo was orphaned from like a tsunami. And so they brought it to a zoo. Um, and and um, I believe hippos are like, ah, uh, their parentage they they require a lot of parenting attention um as youth and so they had the hippo uh, they didn't have any hippos at the zoo they gave it to a turtle to sort of imprint on like the turtle calms it down really i feel like if somebody like asked me what the best animal parents would be a tortoise wouldn't be my guess yeah they seem just like 
they don't care. Yeah. Absent. There'd be a lot of Absent. neglect going right. on. And not like intentional neglect, but just, just like, like you forget that yeah. they would forget about that a hippo was there. They're tired, man. They look They're tired. tired. They're like 300 years old. That's a lot. I guess time the thing is, most animal relationships end in one of the animals getting killed by the other animal. <laughs> and that's not something to worry about when the tortoise is the parent. The tortoise isn't going to kill the hippo. The hippo might kill the tortoise. It might, but it did it. And that's why it's it didn't, a remarkable It didn't tale in the children's book that you read. No, this is real. Oh. This is real, okay. but it's like a, it's a, the, uh, it's a famous nonfiction children's oh, book. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, like yeah. a bunch of Disney movies about, about animals being good friends. Milo and Otis, even? <laughs> yes. It's about a pug and a cat. Um, and, and they are they and hang Zootopia. out. Zootopia. That's I, true. That's not what I was imagining. <laughs> I guess we're I talking was, real. Animals. I was thinking. I was thinking no. real, but that counts. I suppose. What about <laughs> Finding Nemo? True. I guess we could that name counts. every Disney. That's movie. a part of that. That has yeah. to be a part of this. I guess because the fish. You can't tell me you care about the World Series of Poker over Nemo. I don't personally. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like a classic one is like a deer, a deer, and something. Yeah. A deer and a bird. Like a deer. I don't know. Maybe like a, a blue deer jay. and a bunny. A deer and a dog. The what deer is this? and the is deer. This a bit? <laughs> no, I feel like when I think of interspecies animal relationships, I think of a deer. Weird that you think of that. I don't know. But I not mean, another I, thing. You just think well, of deer. I think of a deer and then something smaller than a deer. Of course. So like So a, you're thinking of Bambi. Like a dog. Character. No. Yeah. Does he have a does Bambi have a friend? Uh, a rabbit. In that movie? A rabbit? rabbit? Maybe I'm thinking of that. Yeah. But in real life. Yeah. Or as long as we're on the uh Disney train, uh Fox and the Hound. Right. That was the, I think that's, that's what I was originally movie. thinking about. I love Fox, Fox and the Hound. Movie. All right. Yeah. Oh I don't yeah. think about like I feel I wish interspecies animal relationships were more prevalent true. and I could see them in the wild. Yeah, that would be cool. like true. an elephant. That would be awesome. In if I draft. saw a deer hanging out with something smaller than it in yeah. the, in the wild, just like chumming like, around with a like, bunny. Yeah. It, playing cards. It would be yeah, <laughs> being on the world, being yeah. at the final playing table together, <laughs> drinking <laughs> some uh drinking some diet coke no. yeah. together, um, de-rusting their car. <laughs> world Series of Poker uh, unlock something inside of me that is very calming. Amazing. My vote goes to World Series of Poker. World Series of Poker. Um, uh, having no um, affections towards the World Series of Poker, uh, I have to vote for animal friendships um, because I yeah. think they give me hope for humanity. Hmm. And I hope to be Bigfoot's friend one day. What is the is the tortoise one? The one that's you the think one I of? think of. Okay. It's certainly the one I think of. I think that's the most famous. Based off your reactions, maybe it's not as famous as I thought it was. It's not as famous um, as a deer and something smaller. Yeah, of course, of course. But I'm voting for. I have a feeling this Cody, one's you're the not, tying vote. I know. I'm not a tying vote, but I'm feeling like this one's not a super hotly contested. Yeah. Back and forth, right? So I am still like kind of open. So I guess I'm willing to hear like one My, argument from each. You're, of you you guys. want our best pitch. The best pitch, because like for me, I I'm just thinking of amazing Disney movies or the times that I was also up north and poker was on mm -hmm. TV. So are, are you not? i just. Are you not compelled by real animal friendships? I, not are really. You, it doesn't happen a lot. Poker's I real. I mean, dogs baby. and cats. And I guess whatever else you have in your house, you know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen in the wild. Do we world series? Are you in the wild people? hanging out with like a lot of animals and you're just like, pff, like all, all these deers only hang out with, with other deer? Yeah, they hang out with each other. Yeah, deer hang they with do. deer. Yeah. Right. 
but you want to no. see it live. You oh. want to see a live <laughs> interspecies animal. From I feel <laughs> like the the merits of both of these come from um, coming upon them unexpected. So you're like. If you come upon yeah. an interspecies animal relationship and you're not expecting to do so, it's an incredible experience. Same with the World Series of Poker. <laughs> if you're flipping through the channels, just looking for something to watch up north, something to chill out, and the World Series of Poker comes on, you know you're in for a great time. You know you're in for a chill time. I'm going to vote for the World Series of Poker. Yes. It's yeah. wild. Um, it's wild, but it's legal. Yes. And I think, and also just because it requires World so much skill series. To get, and yeah. with that, I'm all in. <laughs> Chip style. Um, Zach has uh, $10,000 <laughs> riding on the World Series of Poker winning this bracket. Whatever Zach is just going to win an argument, he's just going to be munching of course, apples. Um, I'm going to generate the next one for the next matchup. The final matchup. Yes. The final two. We've got Cody, one through six. I really hope it's one of yours. I do too, man. I this don't. is now. Honestly. I'm kind of sad. All right, ready? I'm going to yeah. generate. Let's hope it's one through 30. 92. <laughs> Close. The it essential is. realization, the existential realization that you will only experience your own life. <laughs> My gosh. Marks are so long <laughs> and complex. That's, That's a contender. <laughs> crazy. That's I'm a contender. I'm just going to generate the other one. Please be one through 30. 82. We already got 82. That's the oh, third time. Let's regenerate. Why is this bad? 27. Let's go. Oh. All right. Um, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the first, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first oh, one. Oh God! I wish the, this wasn't what I wrote. The first one that right. Cody I'm gonna pulled. There's such good ones in between it too. But yeah, what is I'm it? What is to it? Hear what it is? Men's cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Great. All right. Men's cologne versus the existential realization that you only experience your own life. Yeah. When we thought about the concept of the show, this is exactly the matchup I imagined us It's having. the matchup that this we were is, destined to have. This is the matchup. So let's get in. How about this? Let's dive into the more complex one first. So, so men's, men's cologne. cologne. Yeah. <laughs> what are your experiences with men's cologne? Um... It's been a safety net for me in so many areas of just when I've smelled bad, didn't yeah. didn't shower do for you a day. Do you use a common Forgot, yeah, forgot uh, deodorant. Do you still use it? Yeah, oh yeah. Right I now? have one in my car, two Col in my house. Cologne, like spray. Cologne. Casually, spray. like daily. Not, not like, no, no, uh, no. not Axe body spray. Wait, that like, doesn't count? Uh, I guess I would count it, but that's not what I use. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a... you use cologne like, on like it's a in daily a bottle. basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Three, four times wow. a day, crazy. probably. Holy wow. crap. Right. It's a lot You're of cologne man. spray in the morning. That's you know, crazy because I've off. never <laughs> smelled it. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it, does it I smell like today. air? <laughs> oh, Who no, scammed you? Who sold yeah. you water in a thing. fancy <laughs> bottle? Actually, here's what I will say, though. I've never actually purchased my own cologne. It's always been gifts. Yeah. And so it's, it's always just been, been mailed to me anonymously. Um, yeah, I'm an advocate. You've I'm never advocate. purchased cologne I, I yet. I've never you, either. And I always, no, 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 I haven't either. But right. yeah. you, except but when for, I was a when I was they in last middle forever. I have cologne bottles from three, four years, like Christmases. Ago. Yes, I also they, I have one bottle of cologne. And they last, and, and I got so it in high school at some point. 
Wow. They last forever. I but feel, I guess if you don't put it on every day, then, yeah, yeah, you know. For you, your bottles of cologne last, <laughs> like, like uh, two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I just drink you, it You sometimes. uncap it, and you just <laughs> My dump. My breath smells bad. You dump. You know, Listerine, you don't even need that. Yeah. True. You just drink it. It's going to take me forever to um, type yours in, Mark. I feel like when I bracket. think of cologne, I think <sighs> of any, like, sprayable scent that a man yeah. puts on his body yeah. to yeah, 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 smell yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like... Cologne is mostly used by ages like 14 to 18 or maybe like 12, like 12 to 18. And then people stop and they just and then it starts again at like 45 (laughs) and then you go until you're like 65. That's in that's my headcanon of cologne because I've never thought about like using cologne. Interesting. There's I always I just use deodorant. There's such a perception value of having cologne worn because if you walk into like say it you are prominently just lathering it on if you walk into a room people are gonna like smell it and they're gonna say wow this guy's clean that's there's definitely a 50 that's that's never happened ever um wow this guy's clean it definitely is a i'll say this you it's a confidence thing for sure if i'm going on like a a nicer date i'll put on some cologne like oh like i smell good and that'll go out but like uh it's not common. I'll probably use yeah, like now. Yeah, Cody says <laughs> I probably use smell me the podcast once a month, if that. Maybe once wow. every two months. I guess yeah. I'm curious to know. I feel like people who are listening. If I sound crazy, let me know. But I, I feel think like you sound crazy. But it could. Wow. Be, I could sound crazy. Four times. Do you use deodorant? Yeah, I use deodorant. Yeah, deodorant and cologne. What like kind twice of deodorant guys do you use? Oh, twice, stacks twice. and stacks. Come on, yeah. He also, he also sp- fills the room with Febreze before <laughs> yeah. he enters. Yeah, you just see his arms snake I through the door. Smell. Hey, there's five senses, and smell is one of them. Yeah, it is. I'm just knocking <laughs> that out of the park. Great realization. <laughs> I just want to put that out. You there. should I just, be as aware of how you smell. You should be as aware as, as how you look. Thank as you. how you look. Yeah, I, I feel that. like that was sarcastic. By the way, it's not true. Cologne, cologne to me is for people who want to make a want to make a statement with their smell. They want to walk in and they want their smell to be perceived. I don't really want my smell to be perceived in yeah. any way. And like that's where smell. deodorant, like deodorant, that's eliminates. a great survivor strategy. Yeah. You're like Deo- under the radar. Exactly. Deodorant eliminates all like negative odor. And if somebody's super close to you, what? then they might smell some positive odor from your deodorant. But it's, you're not going to walk into a room and somebody's going to be like, that man has a scent. Right. You know, it's just going to be like, that's, that's, that's my friend. And I don't smell him at all. <laughs> and I feel like that, that is my goal when it comes to scent um, to be management. smellingless. Is, yes, exactly. So cologne's a very, very mixed bag. Right. Let's so move let's on move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I think is what also it, explain, a mixed bag. Yeah, explain mm-hmm. this. Um, I agree. This is just a realization that I think all humans have, maybe in high school, maybe in middle school, which is just that, like, um, you will only ever experience your own experience. Um, because I think... And maybe this is, like, honestly, I think this might be because of, like, movies and video games. You sort of, there's, like, a subconscious feeling of, like, of, like, uh, I think you, at least for me, in my experience, I subconsciously sort of felt, like, an impermanence to my experience, like almost like oh one day I might wake up and I'm a different person or whatever or or that like oh eventually I'll get to see but then one day I was like oh no like my life is mine 
And then like, uh, and I'll, I'll never know, you know, what it's like hmm. to be Cody or Zach or yeah. Grace or you, the viewer at home. Uh, and, and that was sort of crazy. Just sort of the definitiveness mm-hmm. of your own experience. Yeah. Is that a universal thing? Yeah. Or- when I think of it, I think of when I was a kid, I don't know how young, but I distinctly remember having a lot of thoughts often. I would always think like, man, wouldn't it be so cool to see the world through my friend's eyes, experience the world through Mark's eyes, Cody's eyes, their ears, all of their senses smell. And their smells. That's the the big one. So it was never, it was never, I don't think I was ever like thinking, oh, I might actually do that or or I'm going to wake up and I'm a new person or I have an, an impermanent existence. But it was a lot of just like all the time wondering like what are they seeing what are they perceiving that i'm not perceiving yeah. how is the same how, how do we perceive the same thing differently mm-hmm. are they perceiving me like what do i look like when i'm looked at yes that was another thing of like i will never see myself as i appear to others and that was always just kind of a wacky thing it never like scared me but it was like on my mind a lot and then i think i got over there was yeah there was a certain point where i just kind of those thoughts faded away and I more focused in on like my experience, my perceptions and how to really understand those and how to like treat people better and all of that. And like just focusing on my existence in the world and like less of a wonder of others existence and more of just like a respect for like others have different perceptions of the world and that's beautiful and awesome. And I should honor that by respecting them and like honoring their stories and things like that. So I guess it just, um, got more sophisticated as I, and I think a very trivial manifestation of this in younger people, uh, is a, a, a conversation that I'm pretty sure is universal, which is like the conversation, but like, Oh, um, do other people see colors differently? Um, and you would never know Mm -hmm. if, you know, when Cody looked at that apple, if it looks pink to him, you know, Mm -hmm. even though we both agree the word for that apple is green, like his visual spectrum could be completely different. Yeah. And and that's a sort of a trivial manifestation of that wondering uh, of the realization that you will never know what, what it looks like out of his eyes. So is that, is that a bad thing or a good thing? Like there's obviously pros and cons to it. Yeah, I think. Well, that's why I said. I think it's a very probably healthy. I think it's a very disappointing. It's totally healthy. It's super disappointing. It's totally healthy to have an understanding that um, your experience is singular. Yeah, uh, and and that the way you perceive Mm -hmm. things is not necessarily how other people perceive things, and that you know you can try to explain your point of view to people the best you can. Uh, There's some people that will never get your point of view. Right. Um. And I think that is a healthy realization, but I think, and I want to be clear, like I never as a middle schooler was like, oh, one day I will wake up and be a different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is, and I really think it might be like due to video games and movies because you get to be in the perspective of right. all these different That's why people. I'm going to fall into the metaverse as soon as it's available. <laughs> I'm going in the metaverse <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah. Because uh, that actually, the metaverse you know, yeah. removes this issue. It does. <laughs> so it does. It allows you to be an, is going it allows you to be an anime girl on the internet for three hours a day. Yeah. Um, which is, I think what we all want. It's I, true. I also feel like this realization, one like possible 
negative to it is I think it does take away some sense of wonder. And I think wonder is huge. Um, People like, I think it's a key I've learned in my life to just like have wonder for things and have wonder for people's experiences and be like, wow, how is Cody experiencing this? How is Cody feeling this and thinking about this? And I feel like once you have that realization, you go deeper into just understanding yourself you kind of fall into this and I've done it. We've all done it. Fall into this idea of like, well, Cody's going to think what he thinks, you know, he's going to perceive it how he perceives it. And I don't really need to think any differently. Right. So if we then disagree, it's easy for me to just fall back on like, Oh, it's because of your perception that you don't agree with my like thing that I see is true. And then I see you as lesser. But if I saw you as just like, Oh, you have this like really complex understanding of the world that like, what would it be like to be you? Like, can I, can I figure that out? You know, that leads to this wonder that I think also leads to like tolerance and compassion. Right. Yeah. Which is why men's cologne has to advance. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Thanks, Mark. So I'm going with, even though the, the, the exact thing, like that moment is, uh, there's there's different ways to, yeah. to go with it. Stinky. It's um, it's very deep. It's very human. Created some great conversation. It's something to think about. And you're Sad. of course talking about that moment that you spritz that. <laughs> yeah, cologne. you spritz that <laughs> axe chalk warning on you. So uh, I'm going. Um, uh, I gave axe. No, I, <laughs> I, I received axe chocolate as the first romantic gift legend. of my whole life. I was like 13 and oh. I was dating a girl named Eva for keeper. like two weeks. Absolute Shout out to keeper. Eva. Yeah, and she gave me um, like a bag of Sour Patch Kids and some Axe <laughs> chocolate. <Legend. Savage. laughs> yeah, I <laughs> ate the Axe chocolate <laughs> and I spread the Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, I melted the Sour Patch Kids and I spread that goo on my body. Um, I'm going with the existential one for my vote. I, I'm also uh, probably going to go with that. Um, that I mean, I want to give Zach an aneurysm by going with men's cologne, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's the existential realization. Uh, uh, Cody, right. what's your vote? Just for fun. Yeah, that's a fun one. Actually, I really liked the discussion that was had yeah. regarding this depth, but... I think men's <laughs> Cody is taking men's out of his pocket currently. I just, yeah. Spritzing it on the computer. Just because it was mine. And on I the need camera to lenses. Apply, actually, though, great. That was fun. That was yeah. a good comparison. So our final four at this point is Batman, a robust welfare state, the World Series of Poker, and the X. You can realize, you can see which ones are marks easily. <laughs> I um, don't know. That's <laughs> true. That's a realization that you only experience your own life. Um, Whose so, was Batman? Um, it's mine. It's Mark? yours again. Yeah. So, so do don't we, you look like a fool. One for Zach and three for Mark on here. Um, all right. So we're going to go through these four, uh, two more matchups, and then we'll decide the Apple Gobbler, the worst of the eight that were selected. And then. And then. The battle the for the top ten. Yeah. Um, so it's first Batman versus a robust welfare state um, in this matchup. Man. So, yeah. One thing I want to say about uh, Batman, uh, I'm confused. He does not kill people. In he the does new, not. In the new th- movie, in the new trailer that is like being developed, it looks like he's killing people. I so okay. Um, oh, we're about to launch into something. Um, I think. Um, I think this next movie might be the only movie where he consciously doesn't kill people because in in the movies, 
Um, because like in the, the comics, Nol- in the comics, and the cartoon, um, Batman not killing people is like sacred text. He does not kill people. Like occasionally, it will happen as like a big event in the right. comics. He always just like beats him up. He always beats him. He does not kill people. And in the movies, they have always treated that rule somewhat cavalier. In Batman '89, he like uh, massacres people. Cool. In the Snyder films, he definitely murders people. Nolan tried a bit more for him not to kill people, but there's definitely instances where I was like, Batman really put people at risk there, didn't he? Yeah. Where he's like, you know, destroying a train line and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Causing I, a lot of damage. If I know Matt Reeves is a director and I really, uh, I really sort of researched his work after his work on Planet of the Apes, <sighs> uh, which is a great trilogy. I love I, I really movies. think um, this Batman looks brutal. I do not think he's going to kill people. Hmm. So I, and I respect the movie. He's for just going to really teach him a lesson. Yeah. I think he's just going to scold them. Yes. He's he actually has his masters in teaching in True. Um, biology education. Yeah. But before we dive in too much, I, I just have uh, something. I, I have a argument I want to lay out. So let's think of Gotham city. Okay. <laughs> Gotham City, it's in it's a analogous to New York, right? Uh it's a city riddled by crime, corruption, poverty. Yeah. Um they've tried education. They've tried <laughs> healthcare. He's doing air quotes for audio stamps. listeners. <laughs> Did this help the people? No. Do you know what helped the people of Gotham? A billionaire brutally beating the crap out of criminals. So Batman did more for Gotham than a robust welfare state. That's, that's is, my argument. Are you explaining Batman is just like, like a really rich cop? Uh, <laughs> I'm explaining is. Batman is I mean, Michael Bloomberg, actually. <laughs> Michael Bloomberg is stronger. He's physically stronger and than mentally Batman. than Batman. Did Batman ever outlaw big gulps? Big gulps. Um, <laughs> That so could have saved I Gotham said City. That not killing people is sort of sacred text in Batman literature. Um, no big gulps is like the second rule. <laughs> yeah, it's right below yeah. not killing people. No, no big, big gulps. gulps. No big gulps. Um, Batman, man, I think it's easy for me. Why? Explain. <laughs> I can't wait. It's got to be men's um, cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Batman just he walks into a room and you can good. smell him. Yeah, he smells good. Uh, great argument about, yeah. but also just because everything about Batman is exciting to me. Uh, we played what game? Epic. What game was it? On, uh, was it the um, Marvel? Oh, are you talking about uh, Arkham? Arkham? Arkham Asylum. Arkham yeah. Asylum. Greatest game I think I've melee played yeah. ever. So what was that word? I didn't melee. I, I didn't a melee catch game. It. Melee. Melee. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I've been out for, I've been for a while. Oh, what a loser! Loser alert! It. Loser Ooh. alert! Arguments going downhill. I think it's just everything about Batman excites me. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing about a robust welfare, welfare state, state excites me. Um, um, could Batman exist if a robust welfare state was ooh. in place before uh, he came to power? Um, yeah. According to Tucker Carlson. No, he would solve other problems. No, he couldn't exist. He, he could solve. Is Batman interested in solving other issues aside from crime? Like um, they really, change? 
They've really <laughs> written that into his character in recent years. He definitely wasn't in like the 80s and 90s, but um, contemporary Batman if, is concerned about like if, climate change. So. Yeah. Really? so if a robust welfare state existed, mm-hmm. Batman would spend his allocation of, of funds to helping the earth in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> Crime would I run rampant. I, yes. I shift my vote to a robust welfare state. And he state. would just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my vote is on a robust welfare state. Um, Batman is uh, exciting. Um, and a robust welfare state isn't exciting. Um, it's not sexy, but, uh, but how, how unexciting it is, is often leveraged against the welfare state by not caring about the welfare state. It really enables powerful actors to wage yeah. war on it. Yeah. Um, so it needs, so More Cody, care. really, you honed in on a, on a weakness of the welfare state, which is that it is not exciting and makes it easier. Maybe to Maybe Batman it. could promote the welfare state. We would all win. If we had TV ads of Batman just talking <laughs> about how we need Anything universal health care, yeah. it would pass. I think um, Batman is like the greatest counter example uh, to like uh, laissez-faire capitalism you could find where it's just like um, he has so much money that he could be investing in like inner city schools. And he's just like, uh, I actually need a new grappling hook so I can like, so I can rip a a robber that took like $15,000 from a bank out of a windowsill and shatter his spine. The construction project for his cave. Yeah, yeah, literally. Everything he owns. Could have fed everyone in this city for a month. No, no. It's free choice. And he worked hard. He, and he got to hard. make those choices <laughs> gonna to build a back, cave. Yeah. And Batman also, Bruce Wayne, literally inherited that money from his parents. He did not earn that money in any way. Okay. His parents <laughs> okay. died, Mark. Yeah. yeah. And he worked hard to get over <laughs> that trauma and then also to become a good businessman. Harder than True. you. He makes deals. Harder than me. Of Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm Great a little wimpy everybody. baby compared to him. Batman. Um, um, what do you lean towards? I lean, <laughs> I lean towards Batman because it excites me. It's cool. It, it's sexier. It excites me more. Okay. I want a robust welfare state. I do it's, too. If I could have that and have Batman go away and never have existed, I would pick a robust welfare state. Yeah. Um, for Batman to not great to be a thing, but Batman is. I'm is stoked about I, it. Really cool. <laughs> um, I'm gonna vote for a robust welfare state because I think it's the right thing to do. Um. Oh. But boy, is Batman cool. Yeah. He's way cooler than the welfare. Like, if I had to choose, um, if um, I could get Matt Reeves to direct the movie about Batman or a movie about Bernie Sanders, I'd probably choose a Batman every time. <laughs> but Bernie, a crossover a crossover would be nice. A Bernie biopic would be pretty good. It'd be sick. I'd watch it. Yeah. Watch the crap out of it. Who so would play him? Dwayne? The Rock Johnson? Um, it, I, that's a great pick. I feel like it's almost cliche to say... Um, Oh, uh, what's his name? Why does it escape me? Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, to play who? Bernie. I missed that. Oh, to play Bernie. To play Bernie Sanders. To Wayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Who is the Curb Your Enthusiasm? Very uh, well-known name. His name is... um, (laughs) It completely escapes me. We'll get... Yeah, it escapes me, too. But he's a cliche. Larry David. Larry David. Because he's played him on... uh, um, on SNL. SNL, but like the resemblance is striking. Yeah. Um, I bet you could honestly, uh, I think Anthony Hopkins could probably pull off like an older Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Like amazingly. 
Definitely. So yeah, man, Anthony Hopkins is a great. But, actor. I mean, what what can't he pull off, Zach? He can't. He, he, there's nothing. There's nothing he can't pull off. He's one of the greatest. He's actually actors. cast as uh, Batman in the Matt <laughs> yeah. Reeves film. Yeah, Cody, what are you picking? I'm gonna move forward with Batman. It was the initial yeah. thought uh, I had. I liked I liked the little the little bit we had of. If a robust welfare state existed, then Batman could be spent doing other things. He could. But Batman is sexy. Because a robust welfare state, there's, there's many studies that show um, food stamps, health care, um, uh, social security, stuff like this. Uh, it lowers crime. It does. There's a, a, a constant link to that. So it really could put Batman out of a job. Mm-hmm. That being said... The Batmobile, though, so sick. it's so cool. sick. So sick. Also, he has the word bat the in his the bat. name. Oh my gosh! Bats are cool as a as an animal. A car with a jet engine with flames coming out of the back. Sick. Way cooler. So than cool. all right. So oh, the World Series of Poker vor- oh, so versus good. the exponential realization that <laughs> you will only experience your own life. You know when I had that realization when I was watching the WSP final table. Well, you were watching them play poker, and you're like, if only I knew Wait, what was in his actually, hand. If only yeah, I was him for yeah. a second. And I did because they show you. It's they very do. nice. It's very simple uh, yeah. TV graphics yeah. that you see what's in everybody's hand, right. and you can kind of play their yeah. hands and and see what you would do. Right. And then they do. They make moves, and then you think to yourself, would I have made that move? And, you know, that is linked to this existential realization. Gosh. But just like the last one. I love the World Series of Poker. Um, When was, like, a moment in your life that you realized you were incapable of doing something? When I tried to uh, win at the final table last year. (laughs) I lost first round because I thought we were playing jacks. I thought you were going to say when you you raced Mark and a giant. Yeah, uh, I felt I was incapable of moving my shoulder (laughs) without searing pain. That was... Uh, Let's answer this question. So that question question is related to the sort of yeah, right? Because I feel like at that moment you realize that you know someone is capable of doing something you're not capable of doing, Mm -hmm. and in in that moment, you know, you'll not experience what they're experiencing. Um, Hmm. I I think I didn't fully have an appreciation for that until like high school, because I as a as a middle schooler, I definitely sort of was under the school of thought, where it's like, oh, if like right now. I committed myself to like, like if I committed myself every day to being like the greatest hockey player in the world, I I could still make the NHL. If I like committed all hours of the day to doing it, I really didn't have an appreciation for, uh, no, there's a genetic, there is a genetic lottery component. There is a financial component. You need a, um, get your parents to get you all this equipment that you yeah. get them to practice. There's a luck and a time component. Malcolm Gladwell outlier style. Yeah. 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 Have you ever read that book? Yeah, actually. Super good. I listened to the audiobook of it like so last yeah. month. It's a great. Book. And so I sort of had that realization where it's like, uh, your spawn point and, and what you, and, uh, you know, what you spawn with materially, genetically, whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, socially, opportunity. Opportunity just opportunity. Everything. Uh, you know, it mm-hmm. determines a lot. I think the first time I realized this and I can pinpoint this moment in life, uh, because I was sleeping over at your house, Mark, okay. I think it was like first grade and we a were lot like of great discussions yeah. happened in first yeah. grade. Right. House. Of course. And that's when I re- that's when I had this realization. Yeah. Um, we were like, I don't even remember. We were just chatting. It was mm-hmm. bedtime. You know, often did if that. Barb knew we were up, she'd be, ticked. we would be in the bonus room. Yep. We'd sleep parallel to parallel each other to each on other. the floor. Right. On the yeah. floor facing the TV. 
Hell yeah. uh, talking, you know, just Playing about Lego whatever. Star Wars game. And I was like, Mark, I think I want to be a baseball player. And then you said, do you know how many people want to be a baseball player? <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. And I was like, that sounds like he me. He was so himself. Man, <laughs> that, that is a hard nine to hear year, from yeah. me at nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know how many people want to like, be a baseball player? I've committed like, my first <laughs> nine years of life and I'm not even close, Cody. You haven't even started. <laughs> um, at that point, I was playing for like five years. You know, I would yeah. consider myself an amateur professional that at that moment so in time. Funny uh, that you and that, that reaction. Yeah, and I was Mark. like, I wish I didn't dissuade you because I feel like <laughs> at that point you totally could have. Did I was mean, there moments? Were there moments in your life where you were like a like a big dreamer? Yeah, in the oh, sense of yeah. like I'm going to be this. Yes, because like in middle school. I remember in fifth grade filling out a career like we had a this packet of a bunch of careers and we had to right. like color them a certain color depending on how much we wanted to be that career. And you and just I wrote colored, in NFL Pro Bowl. <laughs> I colored none of them in <laughs> except for professional athlete. And Legend. I covered that green. And what and, were you imagining? The, um, the I was game. imagining that I was going to play football. I was going to be like a wide receiver. And right. at that time, I think I was like four foot eight and like <laughs> 60 pounds. Yeah. And I played football for like one day and someone tackled me and it scared me so much that I quit. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that was my, so then I went back and wrote in like substitute teacher or something. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, too much stress. I've being a teacher sub though yeah. I, you know i gotta cover uh, uh okay do we have a vote for this we gotta move on we haven't talked about world we gotta move oh on. i want to say i want to say uh i wanted to be the first man on mars until like high oh school. yeah what was your big dream it was i wanted to be the first man on mars until like high school that, that was actually, what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. I remember a lot of conversations mm -hmm. about just aerospace in general. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they pick anybody. And, and, but but, that's not and this is a thousand percent true. What I'm about to tell you. I was thrown off because um, the um, uh, NASA had like um, projected that we would land on Mars in like 2018. Yeah. And and they projected that and I was like, well, I'm gonna miss it. Yeah. And and I was like, well, I wanna be like the fourth person on Mars. Like, <laughs> no way. Who yeah. gives a crap? I was like, I wanna be You won't be remembered. Yeah, dude, being the first person be on remembered. Mars is like uh, you're like the most famous person in human history, mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Like it's you and Julius Caesar. You're going to the end. And so um I was like, that would be sick. Uh, but I was like, twenty eighteen, can't do it. Can't do it. And he left his dream and he looked across the classroom and on the other side at, the, at that desk sat Elon Musk <laughs> as a yeah. young boy gave him a wink. And he knew and he that knew. Elon was going to work harder than everybody um, else. By the way, my vote is not for the World Series of Poker. Oh, but <laughs> the World Series my feelings of Poker. Haven't changed. The World Series of Poker is something that um, anyone can do. But here's a complaint. <laughs> here's a complaint against the World Series. Uh, I think to me it feels like... Um, it feels like an attribute of uh, a more complex game. Like it, like it feels like because the entire game is like the fundamentals of of bluffing versus um, yeah. when to reading, fold, bluffing when and to reading, raise, right? To... It's bluffing and reading, and that's no, in like every on. game. But there's also other things like oh, bluffing yeah. and reading is also like the fundamentals of like Super Smash Brothers. But you're doing other things as well. And so that's a complaint I have with poker yeah. in general. I did have a great time playing poker yeah. for the first time. 
this, but I don't think I would watch it because I think there's other things to yeah. watch with more going on. Yeah, poker is it, it holds a special place in my heart sentimentally, but it is on it. It's a lower tier game. I mean, I would pick a lot of games over poker unless I'm playing with like my dad and a bunch of extended family. And, and this is specifically watching. Like, yeah, this is watching. Yeah. Watching. It's a totally different. It's a totally different experience to playing it. Yeah. And when I think of watching World Series of Poker. I just like get very warm inside and it's it's really great. And I feel like it's uh, I don't know. There's a special simplicity there for me. That's not there in the uh, existential in the existential realization. realization. I love the discussion life. and I think it's like a lot deeper and a lot more human. But there's a special, simple simplicity inside of my being for World Series of Poker. And that is where my vote is going. I'm I'm going through the existential realization. Gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find myself in these situations more, and I you need to are. prep. For That's this. because me and Zach are mortal foes. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I am um, the Batman, and he's the and I'm the welfare Riddler. state. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take my vote for the existential realization that you only experience in life. Oh my gosh! And he says it like a coward yeah. for that for that moment uh, at my house during a sleepover. Yeah, honestly, and I think that that provided great insight. That Before move we move forward, on. Um, just while we're on converse, like deep conversations we had as very young individuals, a conversation I think of how many times do you think you could cut a worm up and it would still live? True. (laughs) That's a deep conversation I had Um, a conversation like this that I thought of all the, I think of like at least once a year is, um, we were on the bus in like the fifth grade and we were having a conversation about our humans animals who is this? You and me. Okay. We were having a conversation about our humans animals. And you your position was no. They weren't animals. And Perfect. I I remember internally I stand by it. it <laughs> because we use cologne and <laughs> animals don't. Internally like being so frustrated. Because I was, like, laying out these great arguments. I was like Zach trying to convince you that mittens shouldn't be the apple guy. (laughs) It was just, like, nothing I could do. Um, And so I think of that all the time. Were we on a field trip or something? Yes, we were. Yeah, we were like a zoo. This is, um... Might have been That was third grade. You you transferred fourth and fifth. Yeah, so it was third grade. grade. It was third grade. I love the idea of your relation... Your to his relationship as children being like Cody was just this like absolutely overconfident dreamer who was so committed and I was a 38 and you were a 38 year old man who worked at H&R Block and yeah. was like do you know how hard it is to become a professional <laughs> baseball player the magic isn't real yeah you don't think humans are animals you're an idiot and I don't have time for you <laughs> and we our, our friendship thrived yeah it so. really did <laughs> All right, so at this moment, in this point of the show, we determine the, the worst apple thing. gobbler. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Oh, I'm so excited to determine the apple gobbler. Yeah, so, me too. This what? has been kind of a... There hasn't been a ton of bumps in this yeah. one. This has been kind of smooth, and, and it went deep. Yeah. And it just, like, well, last, oh, last I, time... I love going deep. Last yeah, time. it was great. Yeah. This is what you get when you listen to apples to orangutans. You never know what you're going to you get. Know. And you get a whole spectrum of things. So the four things that we can choose. Yep. Sorry, I'm not transitioning. That was great. I agree. Yeah, Zach, Zach, don't freak out. Like, that was, that <laughs> was fine. Yeah, that was me, fine. I'm freaking out. <laughs> what are the four things, Diet Cody? Coke. Bad. Diet Coke. Okay, Zach, you have to go. Becoming, <laughs> becoming too old to go trick-or-treating. Um, interspecies animal friendships or men's cologne. 
Man, Diet Coke sucks. It really does suck. <laughs> Diet Coke sucks. It really does suck. It doesn't uh. give... Like, what is... There's no good that there's no lasting good that comes there's from Diet Coke. Hey. It's either it's either bad to drink, you either don't like it, or if you like it, it's forwarding a drug addiction and it is like lowering your life expectancy. <laughs> there's no positive that's coming from Diet Coke. It is just like there's definitely a capitalist people. liquid <laughs> that is harming people and it tastes bad and it has chemicals in it and it just drink water. Just try to drink, you water, should drink water and try to be awake without a drug. I'm sorry. Diet Coke is forwarding <laughs> the greatest drug addiction and it's just not it realize, for me. It's so passionate. I, I am kind it. of. I keep it. I, I share keep his it, sympathies with the diet coke. I keep it close to the chest, but I am kind of passionate about the whole caffeine thing. I just think it's a bad thing for humanity. But I, it's. I don't. What can you do? What I can can't. Do? Yeah. What can I do? Arguments are useless. Because um, I'll say this: cologne. I like it. It's a good thing to have. There's there's good that comes with cologne. Animal friendships, love them. Yeah, they're I, I very I think they make sweet. the world a better place. So I think we're down to uh, yeah. becoming too old to trick-or-treating or Diet Coke. I think that becoming too old to go trick-or-treating is a is a necessary stage of life. Yes. Um, yeah. I imagine, don't think... Yeah, imagine being the only 23-year-old trick-or-treating yeah. in your neighborhood. I, I don't think Diet Coke is necessary in, in any capacity. <laughs> no. No. I, in, in fact, in, it has an easy <laughs> replacement, which is Coke. Yeah. Drink Coke yeah, and yeah, cola. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like that person in Survivor who's on the bottom of the chopping block and it just says, I'll vote for whoever. You yeah. Know? Like, I'll vote for you. don't have a strong preference. As long as it's not me. As long as it's not men's cologne. As long as it's not men's cologne. As long as it's not men's cologne. No, actually, Diet Coke is the worst thing on this list for sure. Oh, gosh. Easy vote. Yeah. Amazing. I, hey, that was great. It would have been, it would have been fiery. I feel like because Diet Coke, you either really don't like it or yeah, it is your lifeblood <laughs> yeah yeah it would if will was here we'd have a fight so the harder the, the harder apple gobbler yeah again apple, gobbler. apple gobbler's diet coke yeah gobble it it's oh, gobble, gobble it. that's absolutely gobbled batman or the long one the existential <laughs> realization <laughs> that you will only batman, have so at this point batman has defeated diet coke which was a terrible thing yeah, that one was easy it defeated a robust welfare state and now it's going up against the existential the extent the existential real existential real existential. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry it's it's <laughs> written in an incorrect way on the screen and also i am becoming illiterate it is facing the existential realization that you will only ever experience your own life batman's really going up against some like Heavy hitters. Big philosophical hitters yeah. after beating Diet Coke. It's true. So I, I guess here's an opening question. Um, is there anything um, philosophical or, or thematic about Batman that uh, gives you the sort of depth of thought that that existential realization can provide you? Hope. Hope. <laughs> it's well, hope. For explain me. that. I want to elaborate. Yeah, paint, paint me a picture. He's in Gotham, man. I mean, nothing is good about Gotham. It's scary. Yeah. It's a dark place. There's a lot of crime and murder and and mischief. I, I want a Batman movie that's just about like the, su- the suburbs, the suburbs yeah. of Gotham. Yeah, that's exactly. What you're yeah. Like, um, yeah, a little bit higher. You know, it just looks like not a lot of people are doing very well there. And Batman, <laughs> they're out of white cloth. <laughs> the barbecue. <laughs> 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 I need to make a run to the store. <laughs> 
The Walgreens. Jan put way too much tomato sauce in Sloppy Joe's. Luckily, I just started a Walgreens membership. (laughs) Jan, this Sloppy Joe mix is way too sweet. It's way too spicy for me. Jan, it's soaking the buns. We gotta get more. Sweet baby rays, not sweet and spicy baby rays. We're running out of King's Hawaiian rolls, Jan. What is this pit? What is that pit? This is Batman in the suburbs. Come on. Batman in the suburbs. You shine a light in the sky and he shows up. That's hope. That's hope. That's hope, baby. <laughs> you were like drowning in something, and then your gasp for air was that explanation. You shine a light in the sky, and he's there. It's hope. How does he always see it? Is he always looking up? Is he always looking at the sky, or does he have people that watch it for him? I bet Alfred would call him. <laughs> Is Alfred, Alfred always up? Dude, he probably pays somebody full time. I don't know time. when Alfred sleeps. Batman's intern because just looks Batman, in the sky at Batman night. Batman obviously, like, uh, he's up at night all the time. Yeah, what do you like, think Robin's doing? He's checking the skies, man. Robin's job is to check. He's an intern. He's <laughs> yeah. an unpaid intern. It's 11 to midnight, he's, a, he's looking in the sky. He's on a com- computer monitor. <laughs> Refresh. Just, yeah, refreshing. It's like one, he's on GothamSkyWatch.net one, refreshing one the One 360 page. vertical camera. Because <laughs> um, I read... Um, <laughs> and he just sends Batman a Slack message when there is one in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> he gets it on his Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I asked you that question, Cody, about is there anything that sort of makes you think as deeply as this? Because um, college um, killed my desire to read for fun. I used to read for fun uh, quite frequently in high school, went to college, stopped reading for fun, and now I'm out of college and I haven't read since. Uh, and I want to get back into reading. The thing that almost got me back into reading was um, I saw a book uh, at Barnes & Noble called the philosophy of batman i was like oh this is interesting and i skimmed through and there's a lot of different pages um and it is a book it is a book there are a lot um, of pages there are, uh, none of them popped open so i <laughs> threw them <laughs> in the trash yeah. but um uh i i mean i i think there's a lot of things to explore about batman uh, like i think issues of identity like, who is he? Is he Bruce Wayne or is he Batman? Because, like, I think at this point in his life, he almost identifies as Batman as opposed to, like, like the billionaire is almost the persona. Because, yeah. like, this thing he does at night is, like, his work. Like, this is r- more real to him than, like, managing his company. So I think those issues of identity are fun. Um, I think his relationship to like the police department is fun. He's like a third yeah. party actor, but he's almost like integrated into the state. And it's right. almost cliche at this point because like every superhero thing tackles it. Yeah. But the idea sure. of like that concept of justice and like of killing people and does that make you inherently a criminal uh, regardless of purpose? Mm. I mean, that idea is, him up. is yeah, now like him out. integrated into all. Um, that dude destroys superhero the city. Literature. But Batman, Batman was like, kind of the OG when he it comes the to OG. superheroes. Yeah. yeah, And like how that theme is explored in like The Dark Knight 
the no- Christopher Nolan film. So let me great. ask you this: on the boat, the boat scene is the boat scene is good. Oh gosh, the amount of movies that they release dilute the meaning and value and power of Batman it is a thousand percent true. I, I think Batman because I think Batman uh, of superheroes explores all these themes in the most interesting way. Yeah. Um, that being said, a lot of thunder is taken by just the number of this, heroes out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, Marvel heroes, I feel like have no um, problem killing people at all. Like they, that's never presented yeah. as a philosophical problem for them. Like Captain America will just like shoot you in the head. Yeah, and they'll he like level do. buildings. Yeah. They will. Right. right. Well, in all superhero movies, there's a crazy amount of they'll property, all do property damage. They'll all do property damage, which to me is like... Uh, uh, very Marxist of them to like not mm, value yeah. property yes. over human life. Yes, Batman and, Batman in the suburbs would come after them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Batman would. in the suburbs would come you after would. them. Um, yeah, this is good. Uh, I think that um, the existential realization. I think if you if you really get into a conversation about it, it has a lot of value, as we've explored on this podcast. I think that Batman has immediate value for a lot of people. So sick. A lot more people than um, the existential realization. I feel like if you asked somebody like, hey, what do you think about the existential realization that you only experience your own life? They'd like think you were crazy and yeah. just say like, I want to go back to watching the Chiefs, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but if you ask someone about Batman, they'll go, yeah. He's so sick. Yeah. It's he a freaking yeah. car with a jet. Yeah. yeah people car. have, people have opinions so about Batman. Sick. People have like childhood memories about so Batman. Sick. Some people are like super into Batman and they're, it's a very big part of their life. It brings a lot of people joy. It creates a lot of great conversation, a lot of good lore. So I think Batman is um, the overall, it may, may, uh, maybe not um, at, at its core the most valuable, but I think the most like presently and, and noticeably val- valuable to people. And I think as, as uh, even though I'm not like, the biggest Batman fan. Like I haven't seen a lot of the movies. Um, yeah. I'm kind of making my decision based on like how the public views Batman. So I think, which, you know, there's no, there's no, um, there's no kind of system we're using for this. Sometimes I'm going to do my personal opinion, but this one, I think Batman is, is very important to a lot, a lot of people and it brings a lot of joy. That is so interesting because I think our positions are completely switched from what people would think they are. Because I know for a fact you're not the biggest Batman fan. No, I'm not. I I, I am a quite a big Batman fan, and I'm gonna go with the existential realization that you you only ever experience your own life. Because I, I just think that that um, that realization is so foundational to. Um, our relationship to like society as a whole and and how we interact with other humans and like sort of the golden rule, right? That like treat people as you want to be treated Um, because the idea is like, you know, you don't really know other people's experience, but it's, you're foundationally rooted in your own. So if you treat people how you want to be treated, you you know, you're golden and and there's more complex versions of that principle in like everything we do. Mm -hmm. And and so, um, You know, I love Batman as a character. Like, genuinely, he might he might be my favorite superhero. But I I think, I think that realization is like just so huge to like the human experience over like thousands of years, hmm. um, which leaves us in a classic 
situation. A classic which conundrum. Is Cody yeah. deciding every This round. is amazing. And this is, I actually like this one because this is the, for the top tank. This, so this is a lot is of power. It's a lot of power. This is a huge. lot of control. I, this is a big I control He's the veto both of them and right go with now. men's cologne. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually, I think this is a standstill. We move on to the next show. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, you guys both brought very good points up, but I kind of have to go with what's in my heart. So epic. There's a scene in a movie called The Lego Movie. I'm sure you've seen it. That oh, movie I've seen is it. a masterpiece. It's There's great. one scene in that movie that just makes me so content. It makes me <sighs> stoked that <laughs> cinema is a thing. <laughs> you know the scene where Batman's trying to open up this lever and he's throwing <laughs> he's throwing his boomerangs, his yeah. batarangs, one could say. And he misses like a hundred times and he hits it and then the punchline is got on the first try. <laughs> I laughed so hard in the theater when I saw that. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, um, so just so everyone... Can you format the existential realization that you will experience your own life into something like that? No. Into something as, as entertaining? But and, Batman can give is, it to you, baby. But um, Batman as a, Lego, as a Lego can give me that. Give me that I joy. can't make a Lego of the existential realization. Everyone at home to be aware that the top tang is about to be decided based on a, the a scene. <laughs> Absolutely, the Lego as every important decision decided should be. Will Arnett's vocal performance <laughs> yes. as the Batman. I'm in the on Lego board. I reference that scene so often in my life. Yeah, way more than you <laughs> reference. <laughs> not understanding how um, also, Mark ruined my dreams about being a baseball player. So, Batman uh, is going to be the top tang. Batman! Two. Number two, baby. Wow. Number two. Batman is the top tang. Diet Coke as the apple yeah. cobbler. And now, uh, if you excuse us, we have to go get white claw from Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> I really got to talk to Jan about that sloppy joke. We got to never do the It's got to be better. This was Bill's this first time in the new yard. I did so much work. Tune in next time for a full podcast of this voice. Thank you, everybody, for listening oh, to Apple on. Orangutans. See you later. Goodbye. There's a lot of uncertainty in this pod, but one thing's for sure. The real top tang is you. So thanks for being here. And we hope to see you next time. Now go tell your friends about us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Keep swinging, Tang Nation.